You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Pro Football Weekly and the NFL 1000. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today once again is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, but now I'm realizing that I don't have like the credentials or the uh, you know the requisite like titles your, your tw- to come into your Twitter this. handle is just a, is a is the requisite. Everybody just it, knows that's you. The, that's the, that's all they need. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> all right, coming up on today's show, we have another war room uh, simulation. This time, it's just Landon and I, but we're going to try to get through a lot of this draft. Um, we are not going to make any trades. Uh, we are using FanSpeak. We're going to be using the NFL Draft Scout Big Board, um, and we are going to we're going to operate this as like the Cowboys would probably pick, right? I guess we didn't talk about this pre-show, but that's probably the way we should do it, right? Well, I mean, I think we will debate each pick and talk about what our options are, and then you know, we'll uh, yeah. I mean, I think we'll I, really this is just a means for us. Less that was more an exercise in trying to figure out how the Cowboys do it. I think for us, this is us trying to figure out what this could potentially look like, the way the draft falls, and then the kind of, you know, the, the just exploring even more decisions that may need to be made at each individual pick. Right. So let's go ahead and jump right into it because we we've got a lot of uh, a lot of picks, ten picks. Um, let's jump right into it. First pick of the draft, Sam Darnold goes to Cleveland. Number two, Baker Mayfield goes to the Giants. Josh Rosen goes three to the Jets. Saquon Barkley, four to the Browns. Bradley Chubb, five to the Broncos. Roquan, six. Roquan Smith, six to the Colts. Derwin James goes seven to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that was kind of a guy that maybe we are keeping our eye on to potentially jump up. But Derwin goes high uh, to seven. I think that's a very realistic scenario. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker, goes to Chicago, the Chicago Bears. Minka Fitzpatrick goes number nine to the 49ers. Quentin Nelson falls all the way down to number 10 to the Raiders. Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State, goes to the Dolphins. Josh Rosen, or sorry, Josh Allen goes to the Buffalo Bills. Vita Vea goes to the Washington Redskins. Poor John Owning. Uh, Harold Landry goes to the Green Bay Packers at 14. Lamar Jackson at 15 to the Cardinals. Mike McGlinchey, 16 to the Ravens. I know I, I kind of just heard a sigh from Landon with McGlinchey going 16. Uh, It's right there. uh, Martinez Rankin, uh, offensive tackle, goes 17 to the Chargers. I kind of think that's a spot for Colton Miller. Just keep an eye on that. And then Isaiah Wynn goes number 18 to the Seattle Seahawks. Overall, a pretty realistic scenario. Um, I think a lot of these guys, a lot of these picks make sense. A lot of the guys that you're seeing off the board, I think, have a good chance to uh, follow the same path during the draft. And let's go ahead and open it up for who is avail- available for the Cowboys. According to NFL Draft Scott's big board, Deron Payne is best player available. Marcus Davenport is available. Calvin Ridley, James Daniels, Maurice Hurst, Leighton Van Der Esch, Taven Bryan, Josh Jackson, DJ Moore. So Landon, let's go ahead and start our timer. Which one of those, those guys do you like the most uh, that I mentioned? Well, uh, I got to say I'm a little bit, a little bit surprised to see Marcus Davenport here. 
Um, mm. I think that I think that him falling and, and you know we've started to see Ridley kind of in this range anyways, and I don't really know if that has to do with you know people are getting tired of doing these mock drafts and now. You know, Ridley people are is starting a fit. to listen to me. That's yeah. what it is. That's what well, it is. Lady. No, no. Well, if they're listening to you, then they wouldn't be putting Ridley in at, at, at nineteen no. everywhere. I thought so, they were no, meant I, falling this far. No, no. I, my, <laughs> well, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that. But but I, I think what's happening is that you're starting to see you know mock drafters kind of get lazy and just you know match people with needs directly without you know really considering where they're going to go. But Look, I think at this point you have a couple of different options you got to be happy with, right? Like, and, and this is one of the things that I why I encourage people to do these mock drafts with good boards because you, you you get to a situation where you're at 19 and I'm happy with you know one two three four I, I mean really we could take any of the top 10 guys that are listed here as available: sure. Deron Payne, Marcus Davenport, Ridley, Daniels. Jerry Alexander, Maurice Hurst, Leighton Vander Esch, Will Hernandez, Connor Williams, Stephen Bryant. Uh, you know, uh, uh, honestly, DJ Moore. All these guys. I, I didn't even see that DJ Moore was on there. So, uh, honestly, all these guys. Like, I think, you know, you could walk away and feel happy about. So, uh, I think for me, it would be tough for me to pass up. I. I mm. Let me, I, I think let me just to, add real I, quickly. This would be yeah. the spot that you would want to trade down if that was available. Because if yes. you could drop down three, four spots, pick up an extra third, you're going to probably get the same player. Um, but, of course, in this simulation, we're not going to do it. So we're down to about three minutes. Which guy do you like here? Uh, I, I think that if we wanted to take any of Ridley, Daniels, Davenport, or DJ Moore, I, I'm good with all those guys. I mean, I think Will Hernandez, I would easily walk away from as well and feel great. I, I just feel like all those guys, I didn't necessarily expect to be here, and I would, I would prefer, I would love any one of those guys. So, uh, I it's honestly, my eye. The problem is, is that I feel like Davenport is the value here. Sure. Um, but I feel like. Either DJ Moore or Calvin Ridley is the pick to me. Uh, and I will say DJ Moore is the highest player left on my board. Um, and I think this is, I, I really feel like this is a realistic scenario for what could happen to the Cowboys. And I think this is what's going to happen, if I had to guess. They're going to look at that receiver group knowing that no receivers are going to come off the board of the top 20. Um, and they're looking probably at linebacker. I'm going to go ahead and click over to linebacker so you can see it. I don't see a ton of guys in there outside of the top two that I think can come in and be day one starters. Um, I don't love Leighton Vander Esch. I, I have him as a second-round player. But I think that's a guy that we know that the Cowboys like, and they probably feel a heck of a lot better about the receivers being there in the second round compared to the linebackers. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, love Vander Esch either. I, I really don't. Well, I don't, I don't have a problem with Vander Esch. I just don't love... I mean that. Look, I don't have a problem with Vader Esch at nineteen, like in a vacuum. But the problem is, is I have a problem with it with all these people that are on the sure. board, you know. So, I, to me, I have to. I definitely need to feel like I need to take Davenport before I can take Vander Esch. Uh, but I, I would, if if we're even going to account for adding in need, 
that's why I would probably pick more Ridley. Okay. So, so let's let's take the next thirty seconds to ten and debate Ridley more. Uh, which because I I agree I think both of those guys uh, make a lot of sense for Dallas. Which player do you think can come in right away and make a bigger impact between Ridley and Moore? I think I think it, it, they it's it's very difficult to quantify the two because I think that they would be they would impact sep- differently, you know, because I, I feel like Ridley would come in and I think he could produce right away as uh, your wide receiver two or your Z or you know, and then you could also put him in the slot, I think, and and get some production out of him there if you want. Um, I, I I think with with uh, DJ Moore. You can get you can do some of that, but I think that also on top of that, you're gonna want to supplement him in other ways by getting him the ball maybe on jet sweeps or you know producing producing touches for him. Um, so I, it's tough to say because that's you know because of the way that they're gonna manufacture uh, production. It's tough to it's tough to weigh the two, but I guess to me, I think. Uh, give me, I think I give me DJ Moore because just because of the difference, he does, he has a skill set that's different than what you've got on this team currently. And I agree. I love DJ Moore. I love what he uh, could potentially be down the road. And I think you can find spots to use him. Now, it, it, honestly, if it was me drafting, I probably would let Moore sit there and grab a different position knowing that the receivers are going to stretch. But let's go ahead, lock it in. DJ Moore, the Cowboys' first-round pick at number 19. And Marcus Mosier is finally happy once again. All right, let's finish up the first round with... <laughs> Will Hernandez going to Detroit. Deron Payne goes to Cincinnati. Christian Kirk goes to Buffalo. Davenport goes to the Patriots. Oh, God. Uh, I know. Of course he does. Uh, Al- that, that's such a great fit. Uh, Jair Alexander, the <laughs> cornerback, goes to the Panthers. Calvin Ridley falls to 25 and goes to the Titans. Oh, Maurice Hurst in Atlanta. I don't love that. Uh, Okoronkoro, the, the edge rusher, goes to the Saints. Rashawn Evans goes to the Steelers at 28. James Daniels, the center, at 29 to the Jaguars. I love that. Taven Bryan, the 30th to the Vikings. Connor William, 31 to the Patriots. And Darius Geis, 32 I to love, the Eagles. I love all those fits for everyone. Calvin yeah, the, Ridley to Tennessee. Yeah, I've one, never even thought about that. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's a that great makes a lot. fit. Corey Davis and Calvin Ridley, those make I like this that's, one. This that's one, a that's a really this is a good draft. Yeah, so this is far. this is I a like good this. one. All right, yeah. let, let's go ahead. I, I mean, I say that, but we'll we'll see what we get here. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it may it may change my mind. Hey, we, we already drafted DJ Moore. It's a win. So, uh, yeah. I will run through the picks in the second round, and we'll look at who's available. Uh, Billy Price, thirty three to the Browns. Ronald Jones going to the Giants at thirty four. Sam Hubbard to the Browns at thirty five. Arden Key to the Colts. At 36, Carrion Johnson to the Colts at 37. Mike Hughes, 38 to the Buccaneers. Rasheen Green, uh, 39 to the Bears. Josh Jackson, 40 to the Broncos. Vander Esch falls all the way to 41 to the Raiders. Lorenzo Carter, 42 to the Dolphins. Mike Gusecki goes to the New England Patriots to replace Rob Gronkowski, potentially. Uh, Nick Chubb goes to the Redskins at 44. Isaiah Oliver at 45 to the Packers. Braden Smith, the guard uh, from Auburn, goes to Cincinnati Bengals. Colt Miller, 47 to the Cardinals. 48 is Harrison Phillips. The defensive lineman goes to the Chargers. And DJ Chark goes 49th to the Indianapolis Colts. So let's kind of look at our top players available. We've got Ronnie Harrison, the safety from Alabama. Uh, Carlton Davis, the cornerback from Auburn. Uh, Dallas Goder, the tight end from South Dakota State. 
Um, Cortland Sutton falls all the way down to 53. Now, or 50. If, if Cortland Sutton's at 50, does that kind of make you regret taking DJ Moore at 50? Or at 19, excuse me? Uh... No, I mean, I, I feel like I, I feel like we, we we like the player, and and I think that we I like what we've got here. I mean, listen, I'm not I, I'm still not pushing to I, I'm not even trying to draft a linebacker here. You know, okay. I, I mean, I I, I mean, I, I'm not worried about. I, I think right now you need to go get your guard. I think if you look at who's available, I the the name that's that's interesting. We're to looking me is at the Austin same Corbett. one, yeah. Austin yeah, Corbett. Austin Corbett's your guy, and and that's who you ho- you that's who your floor that you look in this gambit of will the the offensive line last to fifty? Corbett's the kind of Corbett and maybe maybe uh, Walsh are, are your floor. Like th- those are the guys that you like. You know, really, um, you really have to uh, get out if you're going to get a starting offensive line guard. Th- those are your, those are your, the guys you need to walk out with at least. So uh, to me, uh, Austin Corbett is the pick, and then you're hoping that your linebacker lasts to ninety. I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, Heck, pull uh, it up for you, Malik Jefferson, uh, Jerome Baker, Josie I'm Jewell, at Josie Jewell, or uh, uh, well, Shaquem Griffith. Griffin. I mean, I like I Fred you know. Warner. I like Fred Warner a lot. If you can, yeah. Oh yeah, Fred Warner. I like him a lot too. And Darius Leonard is another guy. I mean, I think in since you know, since I think you you, you got to see what you got there. I don't know what the deal is with him, but I think Leonard, you know, is a guy. He's definitely making a huge jump production wise. But I I don't. I think the guy's got what it takes that he could you know potentially be giving you solid snaps by the end of the season if you you work him in slowly. Yeah, I, I think this one's pretty cut and dry. I think we're gonna go with. Uh, Austin Corbett, hey, we're, we're good with that. We we can move on. Uh, yeah, lock, I think that's. Lock it I, in. Think, I think that works. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to read the names really quickly so we can get through it. Uh, Dallas Goddard off the board, James Washington, Frank Ragno, Ronnie Harrison, Brian O'Neill, Tyrell Crosby, Rashawn Galden, Equimedian St. Brown, Dante Pettis, Marcus Allen, Mason Rudolph. Uh, sorry, Anthony Miller, Jalen Samuels goes to the Patriots. Oh, I hate that one. Orlando Brown. Finishing out the second round, going to the Browns. Starting now in the third round, uh, Derek Nadi, uh, Okafor, Carlton Davis, Jamarco Jones, uh, Nwusu, Malik Jefferson, Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton, Nathan Shepard, Sony Michelle, Anthony Averett, Deshaun Hand, Duke Ejiofor, Jerome Baker, Dante Jackson, and Justin Reed. So, Cortland Sutton going all the way down. Yeah, well, it, listen, it wouldn't surprise me if certain receivers fall in this class because it's just a really deep class. And I'll, I'll, we'll look at the receivers right now and kind of show that. Deshaun Hamilton, Michael Gallup, Deion Kane, all there still in the third round. Um, Cowboys aren't interested in a quarterback that early. Neither are they a running back. Tight end, I think they can wait till later. We got our offensive lineman. Defensive lineman B.J. Hill, the the three technique mm. from North Carolina. Sanat. Sanat is the interesting one, the one from South Florida. Tim Settle. Um, let's look at linebacker, though. And I think we got lucky. I think we got very, very lucky. I don't here. think we. I don't think we got lucky. I think. I think the we've got a, a list that we thought was going to make it down there, and and it did. I think you've got th- three guys there, four potentially that linebacker that you you know think that you can bring in here and do something. And and let's also let me also mention another name here. Somebody was talking about. I think it was Brian Broadus. Go back to the safety list. Sure. They look at Kaiser White as a linebacker. Ooh, that's interesting. 
Uh, I don't know about that high. I, I would think maybe more. No, no, than no. Day I'm three. just I'm just throwing this out there though. I'm just saying for, from what I've heard, they look at Kazir White as as a as a linebacker. So um, you know, the, just to give you an idea of, of of you know what where we are with what we we could have available a little bit later if we wanted to wait a okay. little bit longer. Uh, so I, I, I'm look, good with linebacker. The, the good pick here. Okay, if you if you're if you're if you want to pick linebacker here, I think you know you and I should have a conversation about Josie Jewell versus Shaquem Griffin. Okay, um, I, I like both guys. Unless you want to bring unless you want to bring in somebody uh, else, you want to bring in Warner. I'll to this? bring in Warner. I think he he's my top one. Uh, I have Fred Warner fifty fifth on my board, uh, just because he is so good in coverage and he's so good in space. Um, and if the Cowboys are really going to emphasize speed. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, that's what Shaquem Griffin does. Shaquem Griffin absolutely flies all over the field. Um, I would feel more comfortable with Warner, but at the same time, are we looking for a weak side linebacker or are we looking for a middle linebacker? Because Josie Jewell is the only one of those three that can potentially play inside. I think, honestly, we're looking at the best linebacker because I think you need both, maybe. I mean, I think at the very least you need a guy, one of one of one guy, and then a backup eventually down the road, too. So, to me, I think we should pick the best linebacker that we think is available and then worry about, you know, so, like, either we pick a Mike linebacker and worry about our future Will next year sure. or we pick a Will linebacker and, you know, Make do with a combination of of uh, of of where we because we don't really know where Jalen is. That's sure. the thing. So we're we're just doing this with the assumption that he can be the starter if need be, but we definitely need a, a strong rotational th- other third linebacker because that's the other thing we keep hearing is that they they plan on potentially maybe playing more linebackers this year. So I, and I will mention that there. I'll mention that Warner was 55th on my board and Josie Jewell is 57. So there's not a big difference, but I almost feel like here, and this is going to sound weird, but in the third round, Give me the guy that I know what he can do, and that's Josie Jewell, because I know he can play multiple positions, and I know that if he needs to play this year, I feel more comfortable with him this year on the field than I do Fred Warner. For, Warner's more of a projection, and I think he could develop into a weak side linebacker. But if Josie Jewell's there in the third, I am 100% okay with that pick. Do it. I mean, I, I, Josie Jewell's my my number one between those guys because I, I, I think the, you talk about the high floor. You know what you're getting in an Iowa linebacker. I, I think he can come in here and uh, I don't. I think his floor is he needs a couple games to become the starter. Uh, I, I, but I honestly think that he will have no problem walking in as the starter at Mike linebacker. Yeah, and I, I love Shaquem Griffin. I, I think that's a really fun. I do fun, too, but uh, that's, that's a fun. Oh, <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and pick uh, Josie Jewell in the third round. We're we're kind of flying through this, so we might be able to get through all seven. We're doing pretty well on time. So um, Josie Jewell went late third round to the Jacksonville Jaguars, like they need any more linebackers. But uh, let's just review our first three picks: DJ Moore. Uh, mean, wait, Shaquem? You mean Shaquem Griffith went? Yeah, who late did I say? You said Josie. Oh, yeah. Jakeem Griffin went j- late to the Jaguars. We took Josie Jewell. DJ Moore, Austin Corbett, Josie Jewell. Um, we are now in the fourth round, um, and I'm not going to read through all the names just to save time, but we'll tell you some of the, the players that are left. Um, our, top play- oh. our top player on our board 
as Dejan Sanat, the defensive tackle. He is available. That is awesome. But I, I don't feel like that's unrealistic. Um, it, no, it, no, I don't either. And I actually think this is a spot where I would consider that PJ Hall from Sam Houston State. But let me remind, let me tell you this: one guy that is there that I still like a lot is Fred Warner, a guy that we are considering at in the third round is now there in the fourth round. Would you consider doubling up on linebacker, knowing that you now have a middle in Jewel and that you could get another weak side guy in Fred Warner? Or is that overkill? I think that's a little rich for me because I, you, you still have Jalen, you still have Damian Wilson, who I, I, mean, I know you don't love, but you have you have players there. And, and you also still signed uh, the guy from Pac- the Packers. Joe uh, Thomas. Joe Thomas. Uh, so I, I think... You, you know, like unless he was like the sore thumb sticking out in your on your you know draft board, like he was twenty spots, thirty spots above the next guy, which he's not. Like I think, I think that you you look at the board, you look at the best player that's there. And for us, that's Dejan Sanat. Um, the only other guy that I'm potentially you know maybe looking at Teray. is yeah, Kamoko Ture from the 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 edge rusher from Rutgers. Are you willing to take a chance here in the fourth round on Terrell, or would you rather go Sanat and get a guy that you think can play 15, 20 snaps in year one? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if Terrell doesn't actually make it to our next pick. My, because, my I guess mean, he probably does cause, not. Because we have, we have two fourths, right? Yeah. So, uh, and the, the, oh, no, no, we don't. We, don't. We, have, we have two fourths. One is the, the very last pick in the fourth round. Mm, let, me see the, let me see the list overall. I, I think, I, yeah, I think we get Sanat. Okay. I, we, I think, I think, I think Sanat, like you do that is another plug-in starter. Ture, I think is a is a kind of not a luxury pick, but you know, like we, he, they, I don't know that he necessarily is coming in and can start. Where I, I think Sanat comes in as, as your starting nose tackle, like immediately. All right, so we are going to go ahead and make that pick of uh, and Sanat. First four rounds. We got a good draft. Yeah, going DJ so Moore, far, Austin buddy. Corbett, Josie Duell, Duell, and Snot. This is a good, good draft. Yeah, it, it, the thing is, we these haven't been that hard of choices. Like we've kind of, we've kind of walked through this thing pretty easily. We haven't been sweating this at all. So, uh, we no. <laughs> we've got back to the the end of the fourth round again. The last pick in the fourth round, pick one thirty seven. And Fred Warner is still there, my linebacker. Um, I'll just go through. A- but so is Dane Crookshank. Do you like Crookshank? I, I I'm, I'm I'm just indifferent I, with him. I I, th- I mean as as a guy who could probably come in here and start like as your Sam linebacker. I mean I mean I don't say I'm like uh, strong safety. I I mean I I like him. Okay. Uh, I mean I like a, I like a, a couple of these guys. So Warner's still there. Yeah, we definitely still have him. Um, can I can I say one thing about the linebackers really quickly? There's two guys that I still yeah. still really like that are available. Um, I like Jack Sitchie a lot. I, I have Jack Sitchie high on my top 100. So if that's a guy that's available in the fifth round or you know fifth or sixth round, I'm fine with waiting on him. I, he's kind of my sleeper guy. So if we do want to go safety here, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the other positions. If you're interested in a running back, John Kelly, Royce Freeman, Bo Scarborough, Kalen Balaj, Akram Wadley, Ito Smith, any of those guys uh, do anything for you? Yeah, but but I feel like I can get one of those guys later. I, I don't feel like any of those guys stand out so far from the rest of the group that I need to take them here. Whereas, I mean, I like. What do you? How do you feel about Jordan Whitehead? He because he's available as well. 
I feel okay about him if he's your, you know, your third or fourth safety. I don't ever feel like he's probably going to be a starter in the NFL. Can he be Jeff Heath? Potentially. What do you think about Crookshank? I think Crookshank's a better player. I would probably go in that direction because in the fourth round, you just want guys that you feel like you can get on the field right away. Um, and if Kirkshank allows me to play, maybe Xavier Woods is maybe more of a linebacker or maybe more as a free safety. I'm good with that. All right. I, I mean, for me, I think Kirkshank is who I would take. I mean, it's just, it's a, at the very least, you're getting an extremely athletic special teams player. And that's fine with me. Um, so let's go ahead and make that pick. Dane Kirkshank is our fourth round pick, our compensatory fourth round. And now we've got a, a little weight um, in the fifth round, but let's let's see. What we we'll run through our draft really quickly again. Wide receiver DJ Moore, guard Austin Corbett, linebacker Josie Jewell. Jewel. Uh, fourth round is Deidre Sanat, the defensive tackle, and fourth round compensatory pick Dan Krushank. Um, the simulator is still running because the Cowboys have a long ways to wait after the fourth round. What position are you going to be looking for here in the fifth round? Is this going to be a maybe a skill player, maybe a running back? Where are you looking? Honestly, first thing I'm just going to look at to see see who's available because you know usually at this pick I just like you know every once in a while you get a guy that has fallen all the way down the board uh, that you just don't expect to be there and so you look at that for for me I look at that first then uh, you know I think you know you got to bring in numbers at some of these positions so I'm still I'm open to taking a wide receiver here I'm open to taking a tight end here because I think that you can you know. Those are the guys that, like, I feel like you're gonna you will need numbers with anyways. They've already talked about drafting multiple wide receivers, like in the, the Stephen Jones talked about this this morning. And I think at the tight end spot, you don't have a whole lot of certainty for what's happening beyond this year. I mean, other than you know, you feel certain that Jason Witten is probably going to play every snap at, at tight end. Uh, you don't really have anything beyond, you know, that's certain. So I, I think you, you certainly would look, wouldn't pass up a good tight end here. Uh, but I also think that, you know, they looked at running back. They looked at, uh, you know, kind of gadget players. Like you talked about, yeah, yeah Ido Smith was a guy that you, you mentioned earlier who mm-hmm. they have brought in to take a look at. Um, you know, I think that, Daryl Williams is a guy that we've heard knocked around, but I honestly think more more like uh, you know the the Edo Smith kind of body type is what they're looking sure. at. The more uh, you know jet sweep type person. I, I'm, so I'm okay waiting on Edo Smith because you can get running backs late. Sure. Um, again, I'm going to mention him again. Jack Sitchie is still here in the fifth round, and that's a guy that I think you can take. Hmm. Uh, you can put him on pup, and maybe by halfway through the season. That's a guy that's active, and you start finding ways to get him on the field because when he is healthy, he is a top 50 pick in this draft. I'm willing mm-hmm. to take a gamble here in the fifth round on a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy but could become one of your top two or three linebackers on your roster if he gets there. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I like I like that. And the only other name that I would say that we should just banty about maybe is – uh, you know, if they're thinking about changing their profile at fullback, you know, Dimitri Flowers from Oklahoma is available here. I know this fifth round it seems a little bit high to take a fullback, but if they're talking about, you know, trying to do a little bit more of a move tight end, H-back sort of movable piece, uh, you know, we should open up our, our thought mm. process a little bit more. And, and, and I'm not even opposed to considering a Kalen Bellage there or, you know what I'm saying, thinking outside the box a little bit more about, the type of player that they have there. I, 
I know some people are going to discount that. They're going to write this off as this team is not creative enough to do something like that. But I, I think that what we are seeing is that they are making that transition to a different type of offense that may – and look, they, they're looking at guys like Edo Smith. They're looking at the guys like Naeem Himes. Uh, you know, they, they created those roles that – like the, the Lucky Whitehead role and, and the Lance Dunbar role. So uh, that doesn't mean necessarily that they wouldn't necessarily think about uh, uh, something along the, the lines of the tight end position as well. Let's go with Kalen Blush because I like his ability to run at the goal line. I think he can really catch the ball out of the backfield. He looks a lot like what David Johnson looked like coming out of college, and maybe they find a spot for him. Uh, this is an important point that I keep mentioning. After this season, the only running back or back at all they have on uh, a deal is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Olawali and Rod Smith are contracts that are set to expire. I'm fine with taking a guy here, using him for four years, and moving on. So, are you good with Kalen Balaj? The only other guy I would say along those lines is maybe Tyler Conklin, because I see that he's available a little bit further down, and and I think that all of those guys would be someone that I would consider. But if yeah, I mean I I love the idea of taking a Kalen Balaj and kind of morphing him into a sort of an H back, you know, running back, fullback, hybrid position. All right, so we've got about a minute left. You want to do one more pick? Yeah, let's do one more. All right. So again I'll run through it. DJ Moore, Austin Corbett, Josie Duell, Deidre Sanat, Dane Kirkshank, and Kalen Balaj. Man, that's a great draft. I don't even care what we do the next couple of rounds. That's a fantastic yeah, draft. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh Cowboys have two six round picks and we're watching cause some of these guys go off the board. Um here we are at pick 192. Top guys Ooh. left, Dimitri Flowers, who we've kind of mentioned, but we just took a, a back in Kalen Balage. Uh Tyler Conklin is available uh, at receiver. Um, our guy, Darius Fountain, who the Cowboys like quite a bit. Maybe that's a guy that they pick here. Uh, one of my favorites, Hercules Mata'afa, the, the edge. I, he's really a defensive tackle from Washington State. Puna Ford, uh, a defensive tackle from Texas. Which of these guys do you like here for our final selection? Well, I mean, I mentioned Tyler Conklin before, and he's still there. Yeah. And what are your thoughts about him? Do you not like him? I like Conklin, but he's a pass-catching tight end. Uh, he was much better as a junior, um, was banged up this last year as a senior. If you want to move on from James Hanna and save a couple million dollars, I'm fine with drafting Conklin and kind of easing him into a role. So I, I, I'm fine with him here late in the sixth round. Uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I don't absolutely love him where I'm going to, I'm not banging the table for him. So uh, I'm open to other things. I, I see Justin Jones, who uh, I know some people like, and that seems uh, a kind of, I mean, of the North Carolina State <laughs> defensive lineman, I feel like he probably is the the last of them, right? <laughs> or the least, least, least talented, probably. Um, Can I give you a name? <laughs> Real yeah, quick, let's, let's just wonder, uh, yeah. a thirty visit. Oh, Desmond for, Harrison. Yeah, the a thirty visit for the Cowboys. Desmond Harrison, the tackle from West Georgia, has been to a bunch of different schools, but maybe the most athletic tackle in the class. Is this a guy in the sixth round that maybe you draft, stash him on the practice squad for a year, and maybe he becomes your swing tackle mm-hmm. next season? He's had a lot of off-field problems, hasn't he? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. extensive. Um, yeah, I don't know that they're interested in that necessarily. That's a thirty visit, I mean, though. That's yeah, well, I mean, they, they they had to check him out to see if you know he's worth the trouble. Maybe they did, and maybe they didn't find out that he was worth the trouble. All right, so the probably the most realistic thing here is if they're going to grab a second receiver, this is probably the range. Uh, Cedric Wilson from Boise State can get deep a little bit. 
But the guy that I know that they have interest in is Dries Fountain, a six foot two, two hundred and ten pound receiver from Northern Iowa. He kind of has all the traits of an X receiver. He just needs to develop. Um, and maybe again, like I said with Harrison, maybe this is a guy that you draft, see what he looks like in the preseason, stash him on the end of the roster, practice squad, um, and maybe in two or three years you have yourself an X receiver. So, what do you think of Dries Fountain? Let's do it. All right. So that is our draft. We are not going to do the rest of these picks. But overall, what did you think of this draft? I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it, you know, honestly, like going through this, like it was awesome for everybody, not just our team. Like it feels like everyone got really good fits. And my uh, my only concern is I if they didn't get Austin Corbett at fifty, I would have been concerned about what they're going to do at left guard because after. Uh, after Corbett, I think it really drops off. So, are you okay? They got to they, they got to trade back. That's all this is. I mean, all this all this is telling me is that they have got to figure out a way to get to trade back at nineteen. And can I even if go ahead? Even if they take even if they take a little bit less, uh, it would be worth it to me. I think, like you know, like if if there was supposed to be a a uh, you know a, a third and a. a fourth or something like they they get only a third or something you know like i I might be okay with that because i think the value the opportunity this season to be in that spot again is has more value than it normally does because that is the sweet spot on value and you need i feel like you need three to four of those starter level players coming out of the street. Right, and I agree. And the I was kind of thinking this on my way home from work today, but what player falling to 19 is going to potentially get some interest in um, people moving up? And I think it's actually what happened. I think it's Marcus Davenport because Detroit needs a pass rusher at 20. And I know the Colts sitting at 36 and 37. Uh, they If they don't take their pass rusher at six, it gets kind of dry real quick at pass rusher. So maybe one of those teams from the early part or the second round come up. Are you okay moving down that far? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I, because I think that what you're going to get there is, I mean, you're still going to get a, a lot of really good players there. Like, you know, and that opportunity to get two back to back, I mean, is you're missing the opportunity. I, I think once, once you're, once you're willing to trade back, you know, obviously the further you trade back, the more your, you know, compensation is going to be. Sure. Um, so, uh, but I think the talent level kind of, I mean, you know, it levels off for a while. So I, I'm not like, once I once we've made the assumption to trade back, I'm not really, there's no really a place uh, I would say we shouldn't. Like I don't want to go any further than maybe this mid second round, you know. Like I, I don't want to go a whole round down, but you know what I'm saying. But if like, you're getting picked, thir- if you're getting picked thirty six and thirty seven, I'm all in for that. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that I'm willing to trade all the way back to the you know high middle of the second round if if I'm getting properly compensated for it because I feel like I'm going to get a whole bunch of good players. So I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think what you're going to want, if you want to trade back at 19, is I think you're going to want one of Harold Landry or Marcus Davenport to fall to 19 um, just because the, the cover gets so bare. But uh, thank or you. Or McGlinchey. Yeah, or McGlinchey. Oh, yeah, yeah McGlinchey's another one because depending yeah, on what you think of Colton Miller, 
this tackle class is not very good. But um, thank you guys for listening to our uh, mock war room simulation. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBTB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. And of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah.